Hello, this is Teresa, the Tapping Lady, and I'm here a bit early this week because I would like to do a special edition midweek podcast and address some specific things, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, and in the second half, MS, lupus, and autoimmune diseases. Holistic healing is viewing all physical ailments, including weight gain, from a whole being perspective. We are multidimensional beings. We are spiritual, solical, mental, emotional, social, and then physical, too. And I want to cover some of these issues from so many angles that I I can be assured that you really, really get it. And I really do care. I really want you all to get a hold of this. It's my desire to give you so many energy tools and so many ways of raising up your vibrations and getting healthy in all these areas that your body just starts lining up getting in line, lining up, being all that you want it to be without pain, without sickness, without excessive weight gain. That's my desire. I want to see you succeed at life and succeed at living. And you know, I know there's a lot of talk out there about the movie The Secret and a lot of talk about the economy and the world and finances and all that. But I want you to know that of all the people that I've ever met or counseled with or dealt with, that everyone really wants peace. Everyone really wants to love and to be loved and to have peace and joy and to be happy on the inside. Because when we're happy on the inside, the circumstances on the outside will shift. They will alter. And we will have an abundance of whatever we need. So on this special midweek podcast, as I said in the first half, I'm going to talk about fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome. And then in the second half, we'll cover the other things, MS, lupus, and autoimmune diseases. I also want to show you how a good, kind doctor that I met in South America, and you can meet a good, kind doctor here, and if you have to hunt to find one, do, wherever you are, whatever country you're in. I know I'm talking to about at least 22 countries around the world right now. But find one who is kind and compassionate and has a good heart and consult them when you need help. Because sometimes we do need a boost. We need kind of like training wheels on our little bicycle until we can stand on our own. So I'm going to let my husband give you his perspective on my challenges of dealing with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome. And then just as soon as 
my husband Michael, my dear sweet, um, he he helps me with everything about my podcast. He's a fantastic editor of soundtracks, and he does so much for me. I really appreciate him. And after he's done talking, I'm going to cut back in and give you some valuable valuable information on what emotions to clear, what positive affirmations you can declare for yourself as you heal. And one particular poison that's often not known about and can mimic these diseases that I've just named and cause a lot of problems including soreness and pains and inability to walk and lack of balance and a whole lot of other things. We'll get to that at the last part. So right here, go ahead, Michael. Hello, this is Michael, and I'm Teresa's husband. And I just wanted to give a little testimonial snippet for Teresa. And this concerns her her long battle with fibromyalgia. Now, back around 05... Teresa and I had taken a vacation down to uh, South America. And it was one of the first times she was able to leave the house in years. I mean, uh, I was always very proud of her because she fought like a wildcat to get free of this enormous pain that she was in all the time. I mean, there were weeks would go by to where she could, uh, she could hardly move from the, from the bed to, uh, to her chair in the living room. And every once in a while, she would get a burst of energy, and she would just have to do something. So she'd get up, and she'd clean the house and do whatever she could. Well, that was about the only energy she would get for about uh, maybe another three weeks. And then she'd be, uh, she'd be back in bed or in pain. Or... And she probably spent a small fortune uh, chasing down just about every herbal cure on the planet. And nothing seemed to have any effect, and nothing seemed to work. Well, we decided to take this trip to South America, and we went to Ecuador. And while we were there, she uh, she started having the you know the bad pains again. She was doing okay for a while, but then the pains came back. We'd made friends with a couple of uh, English school teachers down there, a couple of American ladies that were teaching English to the uh, to the Ecuadorian children. And so they had suggested that we go to see um, one of their doctors. And this was a fellow named uh, Dr. Arias. So I took Teresa to the doctor. And he spent the first session about an hour and a half with her. And he told us that there had been a study that had been done in the U.S. concerning fibromyalgia. And it was absolutely fascinating. And this is what the man told us. He said that in the U.S., these researchers had gotten together and they uh, had some volunteers and they were all men because men normally do not get fibromyalgia, so they wanted to test their theory on men. So what they did was they put them through sleep deprivation of a sort for about two weeks. And what they would do is when these men were getting ready to go down into the the deep rim sleep, they would give them a minute electrical shock, which would keep them from going down into deep sleep, down into the healing area of sleep. And so within two weeks, all of these men had fibromyalgia. And so they discovered how to induce it. So they figured if they could induce it, now, um, I guess what I want to say is, is once they know how to induce it, 
Now they know how to reverse it. So Dr. Arias was uh, telling us all about this. And so what he did was he, uh, he tested Teresa all over, and sure enough, she had fibromyalgia, she had chronic fatigue, she had, you know, the whole gamut. And uh, anyway, so he prescribed for her these itty-bitty, teeny, tiny little pills called amitriptyline. And the amitriptyline, what it was going to do, it was going to bypass the pain signal that the fibromyalgia would shoot through her body as she would go to sleep at night. She was never able to get the real deep, deep sleep because the fibromyalgia would go off like that tiny little minute electrical shock and it would keep her from getting the deep sleep. Now, this happens to all women who have fibromyalgia. They can't get the deep sleep because of the pain that's running through their bodies. So he gave her this amitriptyline. I went, okay, that's cool. So, uh, you know, he gave her a little bottle of it. And uh, a couple of days later, we ended up in a place called Vilcabamba, which was down in the south of Ecuador. And we were there. We'd only planned on being there for about three days, but we ended up being there for 10 days. It was just the most beautiful place you've ever been to. Quaint little village in, uh, in Ecuador, and it's, it's wonderful. So anyway, we came back, and Teresa had another appointment with Dr. Arias. And so he tested her, you know, the, the, the pain centers are kind of like, uh, you know, tucked inside the, the shoulders and in various other places. And he'd, he'd push on them and do this and do that. No pain. The symptoms were gone. In 10 days, the symptoms were gone. Well, he wanted to run a whole series of tests on her. So, uh, so he did. I think he ran about 30 tests, and it cost uh, a whopping, uh, you know, <laughs> the whole thing. Get, get this here. Okay, first visit, hour and a half. Second visit, hour and a half. The whole visit's about three hours, plus 30 to 31 tests. I think it was 31 tests that they ran, and it cost a whopping $78. Okay, now $78, and she is 90 to 95% pain-free from the fibromyalgia. She has more to, to tell you on that. But every time I meet a woman who has fibromyalgia, I have to tell them the story um, because I saw the whole thing objectively. I'm her husband. I know how much she suffered. And I know how much this man, Dr. Arias, had, had done for her. So I just wanted to share that real quick. And uh, perhaps in one of her podcasts, She'll, uh, if she can find any more detail, maybe she can give you some more detail because it didn't exactly totally cure the, um, uh, the chronic fatigue system, uh, uh, syndrome that came along later, but, um, this stuff really, really knocked the fibromyalgia for a loop. And this was five years ago, about four and a half years ago. And I'm telling you, as her husband, this is my testimony. She has not suffered anywhere near the pain that she used to have. She's nowhere near as debilitated as she once was. I mean, uh, you know, she's the life of the party now. And uh, anyway, but I just wanted to share that with you because uh, I thought there's uh, there's a lot of folks out you out there that are uh, that are listening to her podcasts, and some of you do suffer from fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome. And this is something that happened in a little podunk town in Ecuador that totally turned her around. And thanks for listening. And, uh, and I hope you get some encouragement out of that. Bye-bye. Thank you, honey. I appreciate it. Having my South American doctor give me a prescription that would help me to go down deeply 
into good healing sleep was absolutely wonderful. It had been years since I could sleep that well. It had been so long. And I had a sleep problem where uh, I've heard other people talk about it where you go to sleep for a little while maybe it's two hours or three hours and then bam you're awake and you can't get back to sleep I just was not going down deep enough and so by having my doctor help me with that particular issue then I was able to begin my research and my studies in greater and greater depth he sort of gave me the relief that I needed to begin to rise up and go okay all right there's hope yeah all right my doctor uh, Dr. Arias in South America he stated that if the symptoms of extreme weakness and pain and fatigue did not leave in a short time I was dealing with chronic fatigue syndrome and would need additional help however back in this country I was not able to find someone to help me with that and so I kept researching energy healing more and more and more and the multi-dimensional aspect of our being and how all of these things so strongly affect our bodies and I have said it before I'm rather extreme because I believe that just about everything can be traced back to trauma emotions hurts unforgiveness all you know all the negative things that get stuck and we think they're gone but they're not we really do. We think, oh, well, you know, time heals all wounds. Uh, no, that is not true, and it doesn't work. And all that happens is our stuff, our garbage gets locked in a closet, we think, and we don't have to deal with it anymore. Ha! Huh. It's going to come out somewhere. And if it doesn't come out on a conscious level if it doesn't come out in our relationships it's going to come out in our body it's going to come out in our circumstances I had suffered from deep depression and it was off and on for a, a long time many years and it often accompanies diseases like oh, chronic fatigue syndrome fibromyalgia and other autoimmune diseases accompanied with deep depression and horrible weight gain for the first time in my life I gained all this weight and I didn't know how to deal with it my life calling which I believed was being a minister in my church and a speaker was over I thought it's over it's dead it's gone forget it get on with it and I tried to talk to myself that way but life didn't really seem worth living when you've gone most of your life thinking a certain way that perhaps you wish you had finished medical school or 
you wish you had finished your college degree in some particular thing or you wish this or you wish that and and as we approach midlife and enter further into midlife and then more it becomes such a hounding nagging horrid thing that you're you know where that that voice of the past that I've talked about says you're a failure you're a failure ah, you know you're never going to accomplish that and um, it's, it's terrible uh, we, we do not have to live that way we don't but I went on this way for quite a while and life did not really seem worth living I know what it is to feel gifted and moved and compassionate and talented in some area and to have a life calling, whatever it may be, and then get so hit so hard, hit so hard and knocked down and knocked out spiritually, emotionally, mentally, socially, and physically that you think you're going to die, but somehow life just drags on. I thought surely I would die. I cried buckets and rivers, and I thought, I'll die. I'll die from this. But I didn't die. I just kept dragging on without any sense of purpose for my life, without any more goals or dreams, nothing to look forward to. Life had no more, no more direction for me. I was cast out and rejected. Not by my husband. He stuck by me through all of this. But I didn't meet him until I had already been into this for a while. When he met me, I had a load of baggage, as we say, that I brought into the marriage with me. I was hopeless despairing, had given up on life, and eventually retreated into the backwoods, remote life, way out in the country. And I remember when I first drove in on the property that we bought, I thought, this is where I'm going to die. And my elderly mother was with us, and she moved here with us to this particular place, and she did die here. She passed away about a year ago, and I miss her very much. But I began to feel that I was her age, and I began to feel that I was here to die also. And the picture was really dark. Even though I felt like an utter failure, I never lost my spirituality, my personal relationship with my Creator. But my religion was gone, my religious friends were gone, along with about two decades of my life. That's rough. Let's face it, that is rough. I felt so alone, so rejected, so hopeless. I didn't have any bright and shining future shining out there before my eyes any longer. It was gone. I, I, all I could see when I looked out was nothingness. And to top it off, I had gained so much weight that I was fat and I hated how I looked. And you can't get much of a darker picture than that. So when you hear me talking about holistic healing 
energy work, meridian tapping, EFT, and I sound up, I am up. I, this has saved my life. This was a godsend to me. As I kept doing my research and my reading and I studied the root causes and the core issues for fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, depression, and I also had Lyme's disease to some degree. I was a mess, okay. I could see that I had a classic case because in my reference books they said things like this are the emotional causes behind these particular diseases. Loss of purpose or direction, loss of the love of life and desire for life, as if all the wind has gone out of one's sails, a deep fear of life and of coping with people and situations. The books also said feeling totally alone, feelings of despair, feeling hopeless, like it's no use, tired of trying to please people, improve myself, low self-worth, I took it further into self-loathing, and I had lost the will to live. I felt old before my time, hopeless and tired. Now, I realized at that point, as I did all this research, started doing EFT, I realized at that point, this is just a classic case. This can be, this can be fixed This can be cleared. This can be changed. This is the great good news that you too can find a way out of whatever situation it might be that's presenting itself. Whether it's a relationship problem or a physical problem or simply that you want to lose that excess weight that you gained. I I find weight gain and depression go hand in hand. Ancient texts call it the spirit of heaviness. And I find that they do go hand in hand. Well, I began tapping. I began tapping my way out of the darkness. I found a new life. And I want you to know that energy healing works. EFT works. Tapping works. And my God had not forsaken me, even though others had. And I had forsaken myself. I was not forsaken. I started reading uh, books like Carol Tuttle's book, Remembering Wholeness. I love that book. And I cried through portions of it. I cried because I could see myself in different stories and cases that she was talking about. I cried tears of relief, tears of joy, tears of hope. And I started tapping for all the self-negatives I just mentioned and the programming that had just gotten stuck in the background, the failure and all of that, I tapped and I tapped and I prayed and I tapped and I tapped and I prayed and I tapped in the joy of life, the joy of living life, peace of mind and heart, hope for the future, purpose for my life, new dreams, new goals, a whole new outlook on life. And those things that I thought were, were killing me and wrecking my life forevermore turned around and turned out to be for my good. 
all those circumstances turned around for my good. I met new people. I made friends with people who were much more open and loving and tolerant and forgiving. I I started a whole new life. And it's fantastic. And I feel young. I feel young again. It's wonderful. I tapped out fears, rejections, hurt, pain, many traumatic situations from babyhood, childhood sexual abuse, all the way up into some adult life traumas that were just as traumatic, I I think, as those. I tapped out my own unforgiveness towards myself, towards God, towards other people. I got rid of my self-hatred, condemning myself. I began to realize what a terrific person I am. I began to value myself. I tapped in, I am worthy. I am valuable. I am accepted. And I am a terrific person. People love me and I love people. I be, I tapped in all the positive things that I could think of that were the opposite of what I had been going through. I got rid of all the negatives. I forgave myself. I forgave the Creator. I forgave my parents, my friends, ex-friends, my church, my religion. I forgave anybody who needed any forgiving and tapped and tapped and tapped until it was all gone. All of it. It was gone. I tapped in love every day. Love for myself. Love for others. Love for life. Love for everyone. I tapped in confidence. I tapped in being able to speak my truth and let the chips fall where they may. But I will be true to myself. I tapped it in. And I am a much bolder person now than I ever was. I tapped and I'm still tapping. I tap because I get good results. I get great results. I get fantastic results. And I have prayed and tapped myself into a whole new, happy, joyful life. A new beginning. A whole new attitude. A whole new perspective. And I call myself the tapping lady Because that's how I live. That's how we live around our house. If something comes up, and things do. I mean, come on, you live in this world. Somebody's going to mess up your bill at this, you know, such and such an account. or, Or some person is going to cross you or get cranky with you. Something's going to happen. One of your relatives, one of your kids, whatever. And we We tap. We go in, we start praying and tapping, and we do kinesiology, and we get to the root of it, and this is how we live our life, with peace and joy. And I plan to keep on tapping my way through life, dancing. It's sort of like tap dancing, okay? (laughs) That's why I named my website, Dancing with Life, Healing Your Soul. I'm living proof that you can tap out the negatives and tap in the positives anytime, any place. It works. You can find your passion for life again. You can set new goals. 
I don't care if you're 48, 58, 68, 78. It doesn't matter. You can find joy and peace and wholeness and a new purpose. And and this will work for you. If it worked for me, my gosh, I just told you my life story sort of all bunched up. But if it would work for me, it will work for you. Okay. Now, for part two of this special midweek edition of our podcast series. There is a chemical that contributes and sometimes mimics fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, MS. There's quite an outbreak of MS in the United States. Lupus and autoimmune diseases that most people do not know about this chemical and it needs to be talked about it needs to be told so I'm going to read you a letter written by a woman named Nancy Flieger the title is Sweet Poison she tells the story of her sister in October of 2001 My sister started getting very sick. She had stomach spasms, and she was having a hard time getting around. Walking was a major chore. It took everything she had just to get out of bed. She was in so much pain. By March of 2002, she had undergone several tissue and muscle biopsies and was on 24 various prescription medications. The doctors could not determine what was wrong with her. She was in so much pain and so sick, she just knew she was dying. She put her house, her bank accounts, life insurance, and all of that in her oldest daughter's name and made sure that her younger children were going to be taken care of. She also wanted to have a a last hooray, so she planned a trip to Florida in a wheelchair for March 22nd. On March 19th, the author goes on, I called her to ask how her most recent tests went, and she said they didn't find anything, but they believed she had MS. I recalled an article a friend of mine had emailed to me, and I asked my sister if she drank diet soda. Harken up, this is big. She told me that she did, and as a matter of fact, she was getting ready to crack one open that moment. I told her not to open it and to stop drinking diet soda. I emailed her an article by my friend, a lawyer. My sister called me within 32 hours after our phone conversation and told me she had stopped drinking the diet soda and she could walk. The muscle spasms went away. She said she did not feel 100% better, but she felt a lot better. She told me she was going to her doctor with this article and would call me when she got home. Well, she called me, the author goes on, and said her doctor was amazed. He's going to call all of his MS patients to find out if they are consuming artificial sweeteners of any kind. In a nutshell, she was being poisoned by the aspartame, A-S-P-A-R-T-A-M-E, in the diet soda, and literally dying a slow, miserable death. 
When she got to Florida, March 22nd, all she had to take was one pill, and that was a pill for the aspartame poisoning. She is well on her way to a complete recovery, and she is walking, no wheelchair. This information saved her life. If it says sugar-free on the label or low sugar, do not even think about eating it or drinking it. The author goes on to say that she spent several days lecturing at the World Environmental Conference on Aspartame, marketed as NutraSweet Equal and Spoonful. In the keynote address by the EPA, it was announced that in the United States in 2001 that there was an epidemic of multiple sclerosis and systemic lupus. It was difficult to determine what toxin was causing this to be rampant. This woman, the author, says, I stood up and I said I was there to lecture on exactly that subject. I will explain why aspartame is so dangerous. Now she goes on to talk about when aspartame gets to a certain temperature, it converts to formaldehyde and formic acid. It causes metabolic acidosis. Formic acid is the poison found in the sting of fire ants. The methanol toxicity mimics, among other conditions, multiple sclerosis, systemic lupus, and it can also mimic chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. Many people were being diagnosed in error. Although MS is not a death sentence, methanol toxicity is. Systemic lupus has become almost as rampant as MS, especially with Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi drinkers. She goes on to say, I'm not saying this. This lady is saying this. I'm doing my disclaimer. The victim usually does not know that aspartame is the culprit. He or she continues its use, irritating their disease to such a degree that it may become life-threatening. She goes on to say, doctors have seen patients with systemic lupus become asymptomatic, once taken off the diet sodas and the sweetener aspartame. In cases of those diagnosed with MS, most of the symptoms disappear. We've seen many cases where vision loss returned and hearing loss improved markedly. This also applies to cases of tinnitus, fibromyalgia, fibromyalgia-type symptoms, spasms, shooting pains, pains and aches, numbness in the legs, cramps, vertigo, dizziness, headaches, joint pain, unexplainable depression, anxiety attacks, slurred speech and loss of balance, blurred vision or memory loss. If for most people, if they had those symptoms, they may have aspartame poisoning. People were jumping up all during her lecture saying, I have some of these symptoms. Is this reversible? Yes, yes, yes. Stop drinking diet sodas and start watching out for artificial sweeteners on food labels. Many products fortify their foods with it. It's a serious problem. 
um, sometime during this, one of the doctors said that during his recent visit to a hospice, a nurse stated that six of her friends who were heavy diet coke addicts had all been diagnosed with MS. That is way beyond coincidence, people. It is These sodas are chemically altered, multiple sodium, salt, and aspartame-containing products that actually cause you to crave carbohydrates and gain weight. I have seen so many people gain weight on diet sodas. The products, because they, they produce formaldehyde in your system, formaldehyde is stored in your fat cells, particularly in the hips and thighs. And formaldehyde is what they use to embalm samples and tissue specimens in the laboratory and dead bodies. Um, I think I've read enough of this. If you would like to have more information on this, write to me at my website and I will either send it to you personally or I may post this on my website um, as soon as I can get my webmaster to do that. I think it's that important, really. And this is, this is important, that we all share our learning, our knowledge with each other and help each other because we are all interconnected on this planet. And we are all part of one another, whether you like it or not. And we all can affect each other's lives for the better. And I really do care about all of you. And I thank you so much for tuning in to this special midweek podcast. And join me again soon, will you? Thank you so much. Bye-bye.